to Stop the Presses. Your host, Mark Anderson, coming to you on November 1st, 2023. I assume I'm coming through clearly. I'm using a uh, headset that I've just started using, and it still sounds a little sharper than it should, not quite as warm as it ought to sound, but it's pretty consistent and pretty clear. And I'm joined audio only today, not, not any video simulcast. I'm joined by Ron Avery. How you doing, Ron? Real good. Great, great. Glad you're doing well. Um, there's some things that I'll raise again that I raised when I called your show yesterday. And it uh, it's interesting having to do with borders around the world. And there's some other matters that I'd like to cover first, however, before I get to that. And um, one of those things, and this is kind of a new thing maybe in your uh, neck of the woods, Ron, in terms of what you've been looking at, that is, um, the Associated Press, our, fe- our friends at that illustrious wire service that has been uh, operating since the uh, mid-1800s, at least. It's a very old news association that supplies wire service articles to newspapers, large and small, around the country and around the world. And one of the things I've always said, and I'm, I'm very intimately knowledgeable about newspaper production, how to start a newspaper, how to get a first-class mailing permit, how to uh, arrange the paper to make it print, printable, how to get it printed, how to distribute it. I know the whole kit and caboodle. And newspaper layout and newspaper content, of course, goes with the territory. And one of the things I've always said, Ron, is that a chimp virtually could fill a newspaper pages with wire stories. Because what you often see, and you've seen over the years to a very heavy degree, is a given newspaper will only have staff content um, that's maybe 30 or 40 percent if you're lucky, and the rest of it is generic wire stories that fill in the rest of the space. And knowing how newspaper pagination, the old way and the new way works, I can tell you firsthand that it doesn't take a lot of brains to fill copious amounts of newspaper space with already written, already edited wire stories that you have no idea as to their veracity, that is their accuracy, and trustworthiness. And so I stand by my statement, virtually speaking, that a, sh- a chimp, a chimpanzee, is probably intelligent enough to fill space with mere wire stories. <laughs> and I've always found that rather funny but it's funny precisely because it's pretty much accurate. What are your thoughts, Ron? Well, I agree. Uh, this, uh, well, and you can tell that by looking at different newspapers. Uh, and, and for that matter, uh, same, the same thing goes for television. They do the same thing. They, have all, they share the same stories. So it's all going out over a, sur- a service, and they're pulling them off the wire, as you say. And um, so it doesn't take a whole lot of work to fill a newspaper up with stuff uh, where very little of the content is original from the local area. Right. So therefore, and this is why I bring this up, therefore, any centralized news authority like Associated Press, the background and activities and uh, practices of such wire services, therefore, becomes an important thing. We need to know more about them. And guess what we found out? Here's the big news topic based on my little intro there, that a chimp, yes, a chimp, is probably intelligent enough to fill a service or fill a uh, newspaper with wire service stories. Associated Press, this is late last year, 
announces sweeping democracy journalism initiative. I knew you'd like that one, Ron. <laughs> and this is announced by AP itself. And it's, it's with, with uh, let me mention this as an incidental matter. Isn't it interesting also that this month, November 1st now, it's this month, 60 years ago, that we had the JFK incident in Dallas. It's interesting that I was digging through my late mother's books. Uh, God bless her. She passed away September 15th. I'm dedicating my radio shows to her for uh, quite a while now, Catherine Anderson. Um, I was looking through her books, and I found the uh, early copy hardcover of the Warren Report, not the volumes of testimony, but the core report. And it's not a produced uh, copy. It's not a uh, secondhand uh, copy of the Warren Report. It's an original uh, early hardcover book of the Warren Report that came out right in 1964. The pages are very yellowed and all that. And guess who produced the entire report in terms of printing it? <laughs> I have no idea. The Associated Press. Really? Yeah, really? Not, not the Warren Commission, not Congress, not the federal government of any kind, not any federal department, but AP. That's amazing. And it, well, it's, it's amazing in the monstrous conflict of interest therein. I can't even describe how huge a conflict of interest that is. Where does one begin? What sort of news organization prints as gospel a tale, a yarn of what happened to Kennedy and, and insinuates itself into the process and becomes the, the printer and distributor of said report? Um, a news organization is supposed to stand astride government, not stand within government. It is supposed to watchdog government, not partner with government. And right. these are the basic, ultra basic play with your building block or play with your building blocks and Lincoln logs when you're three years old. These are the basic building blocks of journalism. You're not necessarily a foe of government. But you are not its friend, ever. Yes. Okay. Well, I uh, I have an example of also. Um, well, there's there's examples I guess all around. Um, one in my own case where I sued the Houston Chronicle uh, for for libel, and they used the Texas Citizens Participation Act to dismiss it, uh, and uh, so. What is happening, uh, and this is also true in the uh, Sandy Hook trials, uh, whatever was said in the news, whatever was reported by the news, becomes the truth, the standing truth, both in, in court and elsewhere. So uh, this is, and it's absolutely intolerable because the news can just say whatever it wants to. It's also privately owned. So we have a privately owned uh, ministry of truth now. Remember the, uh, you know, the the talk of the ministry of truth. I think that was back in one of the uh, some book. I can't remember. Yeah, the, 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 the Orwell novels. Let me thank you. I, I know, thank you. I know. I know that your Texas situation there that you had a few years ago, and I was at an, I was at the airport. I spotted a copy of the Houston Chronicle, and I picked it up, and I called you because I saw that they were picking on you 
and picking apart something that you were involved in, and that snowballed into what you're describing. And we can't get in that, into that today, unfortunately, but it's a great example of what I'm getting at. And maybe well, I'll have you enlarge on that a little bit later, but I want to get this in this first 20-minute segment. So let me kind of steer this, if you will, Ron. So sure. the Associated Press today, this is back in late December of last year, announced it will inject additional resources into covering democracy in the U.S. with the goal of helping an increasingly polarized public better understand their government. <laughs> uh, going on, and, and this was presented on UK Column this past Monday, ukcolumn.org, on my weekly report there every Monday. This effort by the Associated Press to uh, improve its democracy reporting and uh, deal with disinformation, here we go again, it's supported by the Lilly Endowment Incorporated, the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, the William and Flora, Flora Hewlett Foundation, Flora, a woman's name, and a Michigan-based one, the Charles Stewart Mott Foundation. And through the partnership of Associated Press with these private foundations, tax-exempt foundations, they're focusing on providing solutions-based journalism. Oh, really? rather than merely highlighting problems and extreme voices. And Julia Pace, Julie Pace, that is, the AP senior vice president and executive editor, was, with a reporter in every state house, AP is uniquely positioned to cover democracy in the U.S. and amplify the ideas and issues that connect people. Um, and get this, not only have we covered elections across the country since 1848, but we have tallied votes and declared election winner, winners for the better part of two centuries. The investment to wrap up our portfolio builds on AP's extraordinary role in the American democracy. So we can't forget that AP has been at the center of tallying votes and declaring election winners for the better part of two centuries. So not only are they printing the Warren report, they are at the center of tallying votes and declaring election winners for the better part of two centuries. So isn't it interesting, and I'll let you comment here in a minute, Ron, that the support from the Lilly Endowment actually means, if we go on uh, with this, that, that the Lilly Endowment, keep this in mind, this is the company that the Associated Press keeps. It's based in Indianapolis. It's a five private philanthropic organization created in 1937 by three Lilly family members via gifts of their stock from their big pharma business, Eli Lilly and Company, founded in 1876. Eli Lilly has offices in 18 countries and sells its products in 125. It was the first pharmaceutical company to mass produce the polio vaccine as well as insulin. So the top lead philanthropic funder of AP's new democracy initiative is Big Pharma. Yes. I noticed, too, you said uh, they were talking about uh, uh, polarization of society, you know, trying to, you know, uh, calm that down. Well, guess who really creates all that polarization of society? It's it's the news. It's uh, the very AP we're talking about. They're they're constantly uh, hacking away at consensus. So there'll never be a consensus in America ever again. It'll always be constant uh, polarization of the people and uh, people not being able to 
agree with one another. That's the way they control nations is to split it, splinter it all up into the, these little camps all over. And then the, the, the government does what it wants to. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you comment at length on this too, Ron. There's something I might have to check here at, at my house momentarily. Um, in January of 09, the largest criminal fine in U.S. history, totaling $1.415 billion, was imposed on Eli Lilly and company for, for illegal marketing of its best-selling drug at the time, the antipsychotic Cyprexa. And that was the same year that, not to be outdone, Pfizer agreed to pay a civil criminal record fine, a record fine of $2.8 billion, for the illegal marketing of the painkiller Bextra the largest health care fraud fine in the history of the Department of Justice. Lilly, that Associated Press is partnering with, partnering with, also has applied for approval of its monoclonal antibody treatment for COVID-19. And the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, another I, I mentioned, has been uh, called out by InfluenceWatch.org as being a left-of-center nonprofit journalism entity and one of its uh, entities includes um, Report for America. That's one of the grant recipients from the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, Report for America, left of center. Another grantee is the First Amendment Coalition, also very clearly left wing. And so uh, not much better for the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation. And we'll talk a little bit more about them in a minute. But these are the funders, the private philanthropic funders, Ron, that Associated Press is te- teaming up with for its new democracy initiative, the same Associated Press that prints the Warren Report and has been commandeering election result reporting for almost two centuries. I don't feel exactly reassured. How about you? No, I don't. What did they call themselves again? What did they call this uh, group? They started the something initiative, democracy initiative. What was it? The Democracy Journalism Initiative. Democracy Journalism Initiative by the very people that have screwed up journalism. I think that's very, very telling. They're going to really fix it. They're going to fix it for you. Yeah, exactly. And there's a there's an off branch on this. Um, But uh, uh, recap for for just about three minutes, Ron, while I check something here on the home front. uh, Recap a little bit more about what happened with the libel lawsuit against uh, the uh, Houston Chronicle, which is the Hearst Newspaper Corporation. Recap that briefly for about two minutes, and I'll be right back. Sure. Well, uh, uh, this goes to the issue of talking about uh, the impact of of news uh, reporting on even the law, the judiciary, how how this uh, impacts the judiciary. The judiciary just kind of takes whatever was reported, generally accepted as news, as the truth uh, in court. Uh, so uh, uh, what, what I found when I sued the Houston Chronicle for, uh, which is the Hearst, found, uh, the Hearst Communications uh, Corporation, owns them along with some other big newspapers around, and uh, – they uh, uh, they filed uh, the same thing that the same thing that uh, in fact um, uh, uh, Alex Jones tried to use to get out of the 
the Sandy Hook uh, related lawsuit against him, he used the, the Texas uh, Citizen Participation Act. Uh, and that generally, uh, the way it's written, it is only really to protect those who are exercising their First Amendment rights of free speech and uh, uh, right to petition so uh, and associate with others. So it, it's really to protect a person exercising their constitutional rights, free speech, and to politically uh, associate with other people. Well, the news really doesn't do that. New, news people can't do that. Uh, news people are there to report it, uh, what actually occurs, the facts. Uh, they're, they're reporters on what other people are doing, exercising their constitutional rights. So – Somehow, uh, uh, the the uh, Houston Chronicle was able to dance out of a ten million dollar lawsuit using the Texas Citizen Participation Act, pretending that their their journal, the the reporter that was reporting, he wasn't giving a, a, an opinion; he was reporting on the activity of me and some other people. And he got things wrong, and he reported false facts, uh, so that's what brought the suit about. But uh, they were able to use that to get out of the, the lawsuit. And so what does Alex Jones does? See, all this is targeting the alternative media. So Alex Jones tries the th- same thing, and he was, he was. He was not commenting as a reporter. He was commenting as uh, a citizen just uh, using his constitutional right because he didn't know anything about it. He wasn't there. He wasn't reporting anything. He was given his opinion. Well, that the Texas Citizen Participation Act should have actually pr- protected him. Well, it did not. Why? Because he was contesting the mass media cartel a report, and and so was I doing the same thing. And this also applies to uh, uh, Jim Fetzer's uh, cases involved with the, the Sandy Hook stuff as well. Uh, the courts just took whatever was reported uh, about Sandy Hook, and anything he brought up that challenged that was dismissed as, uh, as inadmissible evidence, uh, implausible evidence. So this is, this is another side of the importance of the mass media cartel, the power they have. It's not just to control what you hear. It actually controls the law. It controls the courts, which should not be. Well, anyway, yeah, I, we'll I, be I right back there. after this. Yeah, after we, this we have ads right here. I'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. 
With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Welcome to the next segment of Stop the Presses. Your host, Mark Anderson, November 1st, 2023. Uh, another milestone, another month's gone by. A lot of snow hit southwest Michigan and west Michigan in general uh, last night uh, as I speak from that area. And I couldn't drive from one town to another, had to stay with relatives. It was absolutely crazy. Anyway, uh, Ron, continuing with what we're talking about, now here's a branch off of the illustrious Associated Press's Democracy Journalism Initiative. The Hewlett Foundation is one of the funders of the AP initiative, but the Hewlett Foundation has plans of its own. And that is a project called Press Forward. <laughs> it's, it, it's a national effort to award more than 500 million bucks to revitalize local news. Oh, great. <laughs> and here's a, little, here's a little bit of details. 
from the Hewlett Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, one of those foundational philanthropic funders of the AFP Democracy Journalism Initiative. Just to recap, uh, this is September 7, 2023. This is more recent. A coalition of 22 donors, including this Hewlett Foundation, at that time, September 7th, announced Press Forward, a national initiative to strengthen communities and democracy by supporting local news and information with an infusion of more than half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars with a B, over the next five years. Press Forward will enhance local journalism at an unprecedented level to recenter, recenter local news as a force for community cohesion. Hardy, har, har. Support support new models and solutions that are ready to scale, ready to scale, S-C-A-L-E, and close long-standing inequities in journalism coverage and practice. Uh, Since 2005, approximately 2,200 local newspapers have closed. Yeah, because they don't print the truth and people are sick of it. Resulting in 20% of Americans now living, get this, Ron, now you're living in a news desert. You're dry. There's no information. You're you're dying of thirst. You need more mass media syndicate info, lest you perish. With little to it. no re- with little to no reliable coverage of important local events. BS. There's all sorts of local online papers and newsletters and community papers springing up all over the place. It's BS. Anyway, Press Forward seeks to reverse the dramatic decline in local news that has coincided with an increasingly divided America and weakening trust, yes, weakening trust in institutions. So, you see here, Ron, um, if if you're not getting enough local news in your area, you're living in a news desert, you might as well have no water, no food, and be, oh, let's say a Palestinian, and, uh, you know, really, really have a tough time uh, living, Um so they think we can't live without them, Ron, the mass media cartel. So we need to have more of their stuff syndicated locally. These 22 foundations are going to help do it. And I read up on some of who they are, and you're talking the uh, Henry Luce Foundation, which is Time Life, the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, and the uh, other foundations that are commonly seen as supporting the um, public broadcasting system, PBS. Yeah. And so, which is all um, trying to get us to live in a globalistan. And uh, so, you know, once again, it all points toward ultra-liberal globalism um, and all the buzzwords, all the globalese, same old story, same old song and dance. Yeah, it sound, sounds like it's no. They're trying to paint the picture that we're going to suffer from not having... Uh, you know, the reliable news, what's really happening, I believe, is that they're scared to death that uh, they're they're losing the people. The, the people are not buying their bull anymore, and they have to pound us with – not that they haven't been beating us over the head with a uh, – you know, putting us on an anvil and pounding us with a mallet. They're, now they're going to do some more of that because they, we're just not getting enough pounding on the anvil. Right, you're you're not tortured enough. You're not injured enough. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're going to perish without them, Ron. 
<laughs> yeah, we're going to wander off and discover the truth. You can't have people wandering off and discovering the truth. You've got to keep the truth covered up with more and more reliable news. <laughs> <laughs> reliable for whom? <laughs> right. <laughs> news they can rely on. <laughs> right. It, 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 the the famous quote of the New York Times, all the news that's fit to print should be something like, all the news that's fit to keep us rich, or something. <laughs> keep us in power, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I know we're coming up on the break at the bottom of the hour in Station ID, but it's always great to take these kind of counter pot shots at the media as they pummel us day in and day out, every nanosecond with their undeserved, completely illegitimate and uh, difficult to understand full-blown licensure and c- control and command of the airwaves when they perform no discernible public service that uh, does not cause harm. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for much more. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. there. Are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. 
Ciroc rape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. second half of Stop the Presses on November 1st, 2023. Your host, Mark Anderson and Ron Avery, my uh, faithful partner and I have been dissecting the Democracy Journalism Initiative in the first half hour of our friends at the illustrious Wire Service, the Associated Press, who have done us the big favor over the years of tallying votes and (laughs) declaring winners, according to their own words, in elections for well over a century, and even printing the Warren Report, how big of them, how magnanimous, uh, in 1964, on behalf of the government. So we can see just how uh, analytical the AP has been, Ron, can't we, of the events in Dallas 60 years ago, this coming November 22nd, later this month. And uh, incidentally, I'll be doing a presentation on that with a much different point of view than you would commonly hear Uh, here at the local library in Bridgman, Michigan, on November 20th. And I'm taking that little slideshow on the road, Ron. I'll mention it on the air because maybe I'll present it at the Seguin Library and elsewhere around Texas because Texas is ground zero uh, for what happened on that day. So um, I'm doing, doing it here in Michigan to sort of polish it up a bit and kind of rehearse. There'll be a small audience, um, I might become a pariah in my original hometown, but that doesn't matter because I don't live in my original hometown. <laughs> so if I become pariah, I'll just cu- quietly bow out and travel to Texas. Very yeah. good. Yes, we'll see how that goes. A, a much different point of view uh, based on my God, I'm hit in part by Brian David Anderson. He's S-E-N Anderson, I'm S-O-N. Uh, Brian passed away a year ago. Today, in fact, amazing wow. though it may sound, a year ago today. Um, so today's show is also in honor of him. My gosh, I just realized that anniversary. But anyway, hey, uh, yeah, Mark, on that topic, didn't uh, didn't I do a live stream of both you and him doing uh, 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 doing a report on the uh, Kennedy assassination? Yeah, that is posted in the RVN archives. That's true. That's been a little over a year ago, uh, if memory serves. And I can dig that out and put it with today's show notes. Um, I'll try and do that. Um, and or uh, put a retrospective of some kind on the RBN website. Uh, also, 
Mickey Paletta, a friend of mine, passed away recently in September. He was an expert on monetary reform and also fighting the foreclosure racket. Mickey was also a great guy. Yes. Anyway, um, I guess I'll depart our friends at AP on this journalism initiative. I've probably said enough, but needless to say, with another um, pandemic being declared as not if, but when, by the WHO, the World Health Organization, which is working on the World Pandemic Treaty, uh, they're saying it's not a question of if, it's only a question of when. And with other things being rolled out that I'll talk about in a moment here, um, if the AP is doing a new journalism initiative to freshen itself up, and that's linked to the Lilly Foundation, which is linked directly to Eli Lilly, the big pharma company, then what kind of objectivity, Ron, and listeners, can we expect from this ubiquitous wire service whose articles appear around the world? What kind of objectivity can we expect uh, reporting on the next pandemic or anything more to do with COVID? Um, the question almost answers itself, doesn't it, Ron? It sure does. Yes, and the thing about it, it's not it's not uh, if, it's when. Well, you know, when they're working on it in the lab, developing it, they don't know exactly when they're going to have it all ready to go. So, but it is coming. It's on, they're working on it in the lab. So I just can't wait. Can you? Yeah, I, I, I sometimes don't know about the lab thing. I, I'm, the jury's out in my mind on whether SARS-CoV-2 was a lab born thing or not. I'm going to leave that one alone. I, I'm I'm a little bit of an agnostic on that claim. But nevertheless, yeah, it's pretty disturbing. And uh, I know we have a call from Mirror in Wisconsin. We're going to get that in just a second. In matter of fact, momentarily here, let me just announce this headline. This is originally reported uh, on WMTW, an ABC affiliate, Channel 8 in the state of Maine. But it's an Associated Press article. So we have a hint already of where we're headed here, Ron. And it's right. by Lauren Niregard, a Scandinavian name, an AP medical writer. Ooh, ooh. Updated <laughs> COVID-19 shots are coming. Here's the headline. Updated COVID-19 shots are coming. They're part of a trio of vaccines to block fall, that is, autumn viruses. Fantastic. And, uh, I think I'm going to get six or eight of those things just right off the top. Yeah, you know, I need a little box, bit of it's good, a whole lot of it's better. That's right. It's like beer. That's right. That, that's right. And you got to have your booster. I think you ought to have a booster about twice a day. Why, why more COVID-19 shots? That We're getting that caller in just a minute. This ever-evolving coronavirus isn't going away, uh, writes the AP writer without attribution. Similar to how flu shots are updated each year, the Food and Drug Administration gave COVID-19 vaccine makers a new recipe for this fall. Well, isn't that nice? Let's just uh, stand and uh, at rapt attention and go on bended knee and genuflect before the FDA, for they are all-knowing and all-seeing. Didn't you know that? The updated shots have a single target, an Omicron descendant. Oh, a descendant. We have a family tree of Omicron now. Named <laughs> XBB. Papa, Papa yeah. his son, and the daughters, and all the whole bunch, the whole family. Yeah, nephews, nieces, grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this descendant is named XBB.1.5. I'm glad I wasn't named that. I'm glad I was named Mark and not XBB.1.5. 
Uh, it's a big change, says the uh, AP all-knowing, all-seeing writer. The COVID-19 vaccines offered since last year are combination shots targeting the original strain in a much earlier Omicron version, making them very outdated. Well, yeah, that's that's really a problem. So Pfizer, Moderna, and Novavax all have brewed new supplies, writes the AP writer. A brood is an interesting verb. Again, no attribution as to how she knows they've all brewed new supplies. Uh, no source is given. The FDA, the only source cited here, will soon decide if each company has met safety, effectiveness, and quality standards, because you can just trust the FDA. Then the CDC, which you can trust just as much, must sign off before vaccinations begin. I guess that's supposed to reassure us. Oh, A yeah. CDC advisory panel is set to meet to make recommendations on how to best use the latest shots. And get this, earlier this month, European regulators authorized Pfizer's updated vaccine, which it isn't. It's an mRNA gene modifier, which by definition is not a vaccine. But European regulators authorized that updated vaccine from Pfizer for this fall for adults and children as young as six months. Hear me. Children as young as six months. Well, again, you know what this shows, Mark, is uh, that, that their, new, their new plan is to make natural-born man created in the image of God a threat to society that needs endless injections and implants to verify their safety and receive their digital compliance currency credits, debits, and terminations. That is the that is exactly what they're driving at, and they're going to keep pounding that till they get the uh, people to go along with it. Unless the people figured out that's all bull, and they don't need all those shots or any of those shots. And we are taking uh, we're going to create lawful government in the place of this tyranny. Yeah, and then they want to give us the shots and dosages of democracy journalism initiative, almost like another inoculation against sanity, an inoculation against uh, rationalism, an inoculation against actually finding the truth, uh, so we can stay in their la la land of lies. And uh, so well it's, interesting. It's, inter it's interesting how there's this convergence. Central bank digital currencies working on the pandemic treaty and the international health regulations and um, this journalism initiative where one of the biggest wire services in the world is working with a pharmaceutical linked foundation. Uh, it, it's interesting how it's all converging. Uh, granted, correlation doesn't always mean causation, but boy, it collaborates and, and brews together very well to use the verb from the illustrious AP lady writer there. Now let's go with the Caller, Mirror from Wisconsin. Sorry about the delay. We just can't shut up. <laughs> Is she with us? Ah, there. I went through the sonic gate. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> the Omicron is uh, an anagram for that family name. What? Moronic. Yeah. Was I Moronic. Yeah, but what I, what I really called about was I wanted people, listeners, to know that if they go to the archives under Mark Anderson and go directly to 11-22, right on the date of 2021, and you and Ron put all the links in there for the live stream and everything, so you can follow that whole presentation with Brian, his last, last time he was with you. 
Yes, thank you. You're right. It was right on the day, 2021. Thank you, Mer. And and thank you for reminding me that, yeah, the anagram for that is moronic. And boy, (laughs) indeed, it is moronic. And how moronic would you have to be to believe it? On down the list we go. I know you like to add something, so add away if you want to put anything else on today's show. Uh, Huh? Before you go, I want to say I'm coming up with a with a new phrase. Oh my cron! <laughs> you moronic! Oh my cron! Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to remember to sell myself here. Uh, I have a show on Sunday, two to four p.m. on Central Time. It's yours truly, Mer, here on RBN, and there's a chat room with the oh. same name. Sure. So. I- I should say something more about that. My bad. I, I'm aware of that. Oh, no, that's okay. I forget to talk about it myself. So <laughs> I, figure I, I figured I'd put a plug in for myself there. <laughs> yeah, but remember, uh, if, if you live in a news desert and you're being deprived the uh, information from the mass media syndicate, AP is teaming up with these private foundations. You're going to be rescued from the desert. They're going <laughs> to pour the water of truth down your throat, wipe the sand off face you know you're 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 encased in sand you, you've been trapped in the desert your camel is dead well it's far from a desert up here I had snow yesterday so that was fun or the day before a little bit of snow in wisconsin here so uh it's far from a desert and that's just something else that i man caught so when <laughs> is your show that's when is your boycott show? all grown up it's two to four p.m central on Sunday, uh, two yeah. two to four central. Uh huh. And yeah, you got a two hour show on Sunday. Super. Yep. I'll, yep. I'll listen. I'll listen and call in disguised as me. Do you, Steve Martin's old joke? Disguised. Oh, as that me. sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I know people are busy on Sundays, but it'll be in the archive. So uh, just let you know it's there. Lovely. Yes. Thank you for your lovely call. It, it helps perk things up as we contemplate in awe how well the AP is going to rescue us all from the news desert. They were around I back in, that, in the Civil War times getting uh, old Lincolnstein in there so he could start the Civil War, so-called. The War of Northern Aggression. Lincolnstein. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's interesting. Uh, while you're on that, just for a minute, they never called it the Civil War back then. It was the no. war between the states. Uh, I think mm-hmm. War of Northern Aggression came later. And it was yeah. always lovely how they uh, ignored the child factory labor, the slave slave child factory labor in the northern mm-hmm. industrial sites in the factories. While yeah. oh, weren't they so terrible having uh, agricultural slaves, uh, you know, working on the plantations in the south? And I'm not saying slavery is good in any form whatsoever, no matter. Well, who we're in being slavery part. right now, Mark. We're in fiscal slavery right. now. After the Civil War, it brought in the uh, civil law that made everyone uh, slaves. And instead of having to take care of us like we did with any slaves, right? And they were like family, a lot of them. You know, they fought right alongside their masters. You know, they knew it was wrong. Yeah. And everyone in the South was much richer than the ones in the North. They couldn't have that either. And they didn't have a central bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that always seems to come with the territory, doesn't it? You're not like, in debt enough. You're not yeah, enveloped like, in like debt. Iran right now, right? Iran, isn't that their problem? They don't have a Rothschild Central Bank? Yeah, I think that that was uh, Libya's problem, too. <laughs> yeah, 
We don't hear well, much more. Remember the, remember the Emancipation Act? I, I just discovered a few years ago that it didn't apply to the North. It only applied to the South. Right. They kept their slaves in the North. So Journal right. Truth came from up there in, uh, you know, where Harvard was started, right? She chomped out of there but uh, and left her, most of her family, took her one baby with her. But they were passing her around, you know. And, and these, I'm sorry, but it's the Jews, <laughs> you know, that started these universities. They stole square miles, miles and miles of land from the Native people up there in the Northeast, you know. You don't hear about that either. So there's so much we don't hear about. Well, thanks for the call, Mayor. And again, Thank her you. show two to four Sundays Central Time, ladies and gentlemen. Be there, be square, tune in, and uh, <laughs> learn more, contribute to what's going on because we have to grow this media of ours, UK column, RBN, on down the line because otherwise we'll be inundated with the Democracy Journalism Initiative of the illustrious Associated Press that's been Thank you. tallying yeah. votes and and announcing election results for almost two centuries. And we still don't have the government that people elected. It's, it's amazing. They still, can't, they still can't count the ballots, right, like they used to. I mean, everybody was just hands-on. That was just a given, you know. But no chance for that now with machines. Yeah, yeah, there's no chance that you can actually count them, uh, certainly not in public and certainly not accurately. But, uh, again, thanks again, Mira. Thank you. And, uh, Bye-bye. We'll move on with a, a small remainder of the show. Um, another thing that, Ron, came up, and I don't have it all right in front of me right now, I just read it, is the well-known actor Matthew Perry. Uh, there's at least a um, suspicion that he may have died of a heart attack related to myocarditis from the vaccines. Uh-huh. And, and uh, <clears throat> I'll have more about that next week. Uh, CDC and the NIH and some British health journals have all very tentatively, very begrudgingly admitted that myocarditis and pericarditis after mRNA COVID-19 injections have been happening, but they keep saying that cliche line, the benefits outweigh the risks and the numbers of the so-called reactions are very small, but there's lots of caveats and all of them do say in one form or another that more research is needed. So it's an open-ended thing. Uh, as we have seen over the years, athletes and actors and others who are more public in their persona uh, dying uh, inexplicably and often unexplainably um, from strokes and aneurysms and heart attacks and things like this. And, well, Mark, uh, and matter of fact, well, let me get this. And Matthew Perry was a promoter of the vaccines as a celebrity. Mark, wouldn't they be able to say the same thing, that the benefits outweigh the risk if 51% of the people that took the vaccine survived? <laughs> Technically, yes. And, That's and pretty else, stupid. We have, we have another caller. I'm checking the Very good. Here. Yeah, let's take Layla's call from Canada. Hope she's still there. Uh, yeah, I um, really lament the loss of local news. I worked in Michigan uh, for WLNS, for WZZM, and for WLUC and the UP. And uh, my experiences as a TV journalist were so valuable to me in Michigan. I don't know how old you are. Um, is it Mark that, w- that yeah. lives in Michigan? Uh, yes. Are you old enough to recognize the name Jack Hogan in TV news? 
No. It does okay. sound it does sound familiar. Uh, I started you, the news it, in nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah. I I was in uh, Grand Rapids in nineteen eighty working at ZZM and Jack Hogan was probably one of my most influential uh teachers on on ethical journalism. Now I think the tragic loss of local journalism is because of the loss of local businesses because that's where their revenue came from. And we used yeah. to say that oh, yeah. having a license having a TV license was like a license to print money because it was so essential. And if you don't have local news, you've lost a lot of your rights, a lot of the knowledge and without a knowledgeable base in your voters the whole country suffers. Uh, but that was a wonderful experience. Now, one of the things when I finally did abandon my career out of utter disgust was exactly because of the wire services. I'd come in in the morning, rip the wire, see a story, and there was no name attached to it. I had no way to know the credibility of it, but I was supposed to rewrite it and then make it, give it a local angle. Now, I remember after yeah. I finally quit, it was probably in the early 90s, that I saw a report in the front section of a newspaper. It was in the news section, but on the third or fourth page, that Israel had been caught paying the wire services, the reporters for wire services in Israel. Twenty-two reporters were on their payroll. So that, wow. that story disappeared the following day. Now, there's another problem that's happening. For example, as you know, I live in Canada now. There's um, a so-called alternative media that is supposedly right-wing called True North that goes on regular, they're totally Zionist fanatics, and they're, they go on regular junkets to Israel. So that's another thing Israel is doing now. It's bringing fanatical Zionist Christians who work in so-called alternate media to Israel where they indoctrinate them even further. Wow. So it, it's a very frightening prospect. Now we have um, Eli Lilly, I'm sure that's Jewish, um, and most yeah. of pharma is Jewish anyway. So we know where the rest of, where, who's controlling the rest of the media that's going to be uh, influencing the voters in the future. I'm sorry, I've got a call coming in. I don't know if it's interfering with, uh, with the audio. Um, no, I we don't hear any interference. Okay. You know, your, right, contribution, your contribution is very, very valuable here. Yes, I too would be asked and tasked with rewriting AP stories and giving it a local angle. I remember doing that at the South Bend, Indiana Tribune. And um, that, uh, that was something that was very common in the newsroom, quite common. I'd go to a reporter's desk and I'd see AP printouts with the dot matrix printouts with the little... Uh, you know, the, the thing on the side with the little holes in it where it came out of the dot matrix printer and they'd, yeah. they'd be in like a, they, they'd be uh, in like one continuous sheet where they didn't tear them along the perforation and uh, there'd be handwritten notes on there call for a local angle call this person yeah, call exactly. that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can uh, remember that on different reporters and editors desks there at the Tribune um, Well the thing is when I worked especially um, all, all three stations now, when I worked in, uh, in the UP, we covered the entire Upper Peninsula because it was the only TV station in the UP, uh, WLUC. Uh, I also actually worked at WNMU at the PBS station. But when I was in, the, um, when I was in Grand Rapids and in WLNS, 
LNS was wonderful because it was family owned and it was a superb station. Uh, but we always had to get, we, we had a beat. I covered the Capitol. I'd do the new news. I'd anchor the new news. And then I'd go out to cover the Capitol for the six o'clock news. Now in ZZM, um, I was, I covered Muskegon Heights where they had hooker chemical. So I had a beat and I was responsible for finding my own stories, d- developing my own leads to those stories. So if yes. you really got into the community, you really got to understand the issues and you were then able to, re- people actually paid attention. People cared about the news then because it was about themselves. And that was right. the most yes. important thing about local <laughs> news. And I remember, I remember local news coming out of Chicago, living in Southwest Michigan. Uh, Walter Jacobson was pretty good. There were there was uh, pretty good local news up until about the mid '80s, and then it all started going uh, askew. And before that, back in the '70s, I'm old enough to remember local news was a pretty good force in in many communities and what they call the area dominant influence, the ADI, the marketing area, and yes. the. Um, uh, newspapers as well. You know, it, it was more, uh, like you say, reporters had beats. I had beats. Um, and you developed those beats. And, and yeah, you, the people felt like it was relevant to them and it would really dig into some things. Uh, there was exactly. a St. Louis, yeah, Louis that- news outfit, if I remember, that actually revealed when the government did some sort of um, military-related testing that actually contaminated, evidently, deliberately, an area in Missouri, and I can't think of all the details, but I remember distinctly it was a team of local reporters in St. Louis, Missouri, that reported, and they had to conclude it had to be more or less deliberate that they would contaminate an area uh, deliberately. Local, reporter, yeah. local reporters were so crucial, we, and also the competition, because there were so many outlets who had the three yeah, the, um, affiliates. Or O and O's, and then you had newspapers, then you had radio. So you had a, a likely a large amount of reporters competing with one another, but in a very friendly competition. Yeah, but yeah, very good. Really- okay, Layla, we got to go. The, the show is over as the music indicates. Thank you for your very valuable call. Call back another time. Everybody, stay tuned for the next show here at RBN and Ron's show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll see you next time. I'm Mark Anderson. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.